Hey, everybody, it's me, Stormy Daniels. I spanked the president with a Forbes magazine for fun. I just wanted to tell you about this other book I'm reading. It's called Truly Devious by Maureen Johnson. It seems to be a mystery book, and it's got a murder and a detective in it. When I'm not busy spanking the president with a magazine or watching oh, watching Shark Week with him... I, I read asking you to record a I read this mysteries book by Maureen Johnson, which apparently is available wherever books are sold. Now, the president does doesn't spend a lot of time in bookstores, as they insist oh, on calling them. Oh, but boy. you can go to any bookstore right now and get this book if you want to read, which again the president does not recommend. Anyway, I'm Stormy Daniels. Was that a good did I did I describe my book correctly? I think you definitely sold some books. That's good. Ah, uh, Maureen, I am so glad you're back. <laughs> I'm back, Dan. I oh, I've just been on tour for Truly Devious, Dan. I'm feeling feeling good. Like I was in. Let's see. This last week, I was in Seattle, where I landed, and it was sunny and sixty degrees mm-hmm. the whole time. And then. I landed in Arizona where it was like sunny and 70 degrees and I met an enchanted rabbit. And then I went to Denver where it was like sunny and 70 degrees. So, uh, yeah, I've been talking to people, meeting says Whovians and saying hi and signing books and, you know, going to airport. And so what's been what's been going on? I'm a little behind. What's, what's been going on? Anything? What's up? We're going to have to have a talk. Says who? The podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. And I'm Maureen Johnson. Dan, I, I feel like you have something to tell me about. Uh, it has been a couple of weeks, Maureen. It has been a couple of weeks. I think even before we jump into the couple of weeks of Trump, uh-huh. because good Lord, mm-hmm. it has been a couple of weeks of Trump. Has it? Really? Yes. Oh, don't, I'll get you caught up. Don't you worry. A, I want to hear a little more about your book tour and also about how your book is going. And B, this is a a recurring theme in Says Who is whenever things get especially crazy, so do our actual lives. And so uh, in this same two week window that we are going to get very detailed on. You went on you had a book come out and you went on a tour and my wife went into the hospital for her second cancer surgery and all of that is backdrop on all of the insane everything else that went down. Yeah. It's been a couple of weeks of insane news and just a lot of life. A lot of life, Maureen. Yeah, has been a lot of life. You you want to know what happened to me? I do want to know what happened to you. I got on a bunch of planes. Every plane was early, Dan. What? Dan, Dan every plane was hmm. early, and everywhere I went was sunny and 70 degrees, <laughs> even when it's not supposed to be. Do you the think pe- you dropped into the better timeline? Possibly. Whoa. Was there a lot of turbulence on, one, on your first flight? Because that would explain it. There was a patch of turbulence on my first mm. flight. And then a bunch on your final flight. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, they said in Seattle it's famous for rain, but honestly, I got there, and there was there was Mount Rainier, beautiful in the in the distance, and my friends that I saw there said, "You can never see that; it's always covered in clouds." I was like, "No, there it is, perfect, picture perfect." I have a theory that everyone in Seattle has some sort of agreement because I've been to Seattle a number of times, and I've never seen a drip of rain. It has always been sunny and beautiful, and yeah. everyone is, does the same. This ever happens. Uh, maybe they're lying. I think they are. You bunch of Seattle liars. I found out everything in Arizona can kill you. It's just all scorpions. That's what I found out. They were like, just check your bed. Check your bed. Oh, they're on the ceiling. Oh, don't worry. It's only the little ones that can kill you. I mean, by the end of it, I was, I was just rubbing my arms and shaking my shoes and just looking through you know, my computer and... and just, knocking my suitcase around going, don't kill me, don't kill me. Yeah, I found out there's a lot of deadly stuff there. Yeah. I, I, I have a friend I, I have a friend that lives in Austin, Texas, actually just moved. And 
I was horrified to learn that a a a when you have home in a place with scorpions, you occasionally have to check the hanging light fixtures because the scorpions drop into them from the ceiling. I don't like that. Sleep well, says Huvians. I don't like it at all. I don't like it. This is all that happened during my signing is that people will come up to me and say, oh, don't worry about it, but like check your bed. And don't worry about it, but the other day a, a scorpion ran down my sister. And don't worry about it, but one time I found one in my bra. And don't worry about it, but there's five in the ceiling at home right now. And don't worry about it. By the way, you don't have to worry about that. It's the brown recluses you have to worry about. And don't worry. They just hang out in the wall. They won't do anything. But if they do, they bite you. They dissolve your flesh. It's amazing, but don't worry about it. Actually, the thing to worry about is the tarantula fawhawks, which are these big, giant orange insects. And don't worry, like, if they bite you, they can't kill you, but it is the most painful thing a human can experience. Oh, but don't worry. They're way out in the desert. Not here, you know, but definitely. I mean, you like when you go back, check your bed. Just check your bed. Like one time I woke up and I couldn't move my neck or head or anything or swallow. And it turns out that a scorpion bit me during the night. But don't worry. It's fine. But I mean, also be careful where you step because sometimes there'll be like a mom carrying all her babies on her back. And if you step on all of them at once, you'll get like all the poison because it's the little ones that are more poisonous. But anyway, you'll be fine. Just don't walk around barefooted. Shake out your shoes. Check your bed look in the lights look on the walls you'll be fine they're usually not in this far but check your bed that was what the day was like oh that's nice you so you slept well mm. mm-hmm. so it was good and i did get to meet a bunch of said says whovians and they would come up to me quietly and go thank you for says who so thank you guys for listening we really i really appreciated that so um it was exciting to meet people that are you know it's it's good to know it's not just us stan and that we actually do record this it yeah i i managed to hit record most of the time dan tell us about your wife uh she is doing well she had uh her second surgery for uh the cancer that has been a ongoing storyline of says who um this one was the one that everyone was like, well, this surgery, I had that. It's a walk in the park. It's There's nothing, there's no big deal about this surgery, which in our heads somehow became interpreted into there, it, this surgery is nothing, but it turns out it's still surgery. So uh, she was a little tired, a little groggy. The thing that was a little nutty was uh, she went into surgery at like 10 a.m. Uh, on Friday the the 12th of January and she uh, came back to just a recovery room. She came home that night. It was that kind of surgery. It wasn't like she was in the hospital for a few days, but came back to a recovery room. And I was, it was like three hours later and I was like, how long till the anesthesia war wears off that I can catch her up on literally all the news <laughs> that just happened. And, and it's kind of funny to have to explain to someone who's uh, still on, like, fentanyl and other hard-ass anesthesia and surgery drugs, trying to explain uh, porn star Stormy Daniels and Donald Trump to them. Mm, that sounds that sounds interesting, Dan. Is that something that happened? Oh, right. Should you've start... also... You've mm, been in we... the other timeline. Should... Yeah, I mean, um, where I... Where I was, you know, well, Trump wasn't president. <laughs> oh, holy cow. Maureen, so before we even start, let, let me just tell you, I have kept probably the most accurate list of things as they go down uh, this week. So behind the scenes, listeners, we have a Trello board where we kind of keep a log of what's happening and guest ideas and dates for the shows and blah, blah, blah. And the, the log of what's happening is often a little bit variable depending on how busy each of us are. And uh, even though this was a very a hard week emotionally or two weeks emotionally, uh, I found it very therapeutic to just go in there and, and log it. Plus, it turns out a shit ton happened in this time. In fact, so much that even before we start, Maureen, I have to say, this two-week window, essentially like January 9th to today, which is the 23rd, is the most Trump of any two-week window in Trump's presidency. My God. 
Like it is the whole thing is a microcosm for the year we've been in. Like every single possible thing that happened in this year also happened in this week. And like any individual detail you can then look into. It's like the whole fucking thing is just a gigantic fractal that we can just go in and in and in. In like a hundred years, these two weeks are going to be the two weeks that kids learn about when they learn about the failed Trump presidency. Jesus, Dan. That's all. Nothing big. Just saying that. All right. Well, let's let's start at the beginning. Yeah. So, I mean, this sounds interesting, Dan. Well, it's it's something. It's something, Maureen. So, so to back everyone up, uh, we recorded our last episode on. I'm gonna get a calendar up exactly. It was Tuesday, January 9th. It dropped on the 10th. Uh, and at the time, this was our last episode was devoted entirely to the Fire and Fury book. I remember that. Yes. Don't you remember that? That didn't take place like a year ago. That took place two weeks ago. Uh, and specifically, they had orchestrated this entire week, which in Trump speak means three days, but uh, this entire week of like putting Trump in front of cameras, cosplaying as presidential. So like we were in the midst of that when we last recorded. He had just held like an open meeting about immigration with both Democrats and Republicans um, where he, I guess the bar is low enough that he didn't like vomit on the table or shit himself. And so it was like, look at this. This is the, he's turning over a new leaf. And he did like another set of things on the 10th uh, that were again in front of the camera. And then on the 11th, he had a not in front of a camera additional follow up meeting uh, about immigration and specifically around the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals issue, which he had annulled earlier in the year and is about to to uh, expire. And suddenly all of these amazing, you know, not even kids like young adults and full adults that came over here when they were kids are about to be thrown out of the country. That's sort of an issue anyway. So they were discussing it at a meeting. And then this is all drops on the 12th. Now I'm sitting in a fucking hospital waiting room, watching all of this come down where suddenly it turns out this meeting had people like Senator Dick Durbin from here in Illinois, Lindsey Graham, that sort of thing where Trump throws out their compromise plan. I think the other thing that's worth noting, Maureen, this story is going to be very frenetic, I'm realizing right now. Interrupt me whenever. Um, no, at no. The, the most interesting thing to me is at that meeting on Tuesday, he was like, whatever, I, I know that immigration involves compromise, whatever you all agree on, I'll sign, mm. right? Like he said this in front of cameras. Like, wait, that that is a thing that happened. And then on Thursday, they actually show up with a compromise immigration bill that apparently was, you know, dealt with DACA and dealt with the fucking border wall and all this stuff. And he throws it out and he throws it out because, quote, shithole countries, those people shouldn't be allowed to come here. And by that, apparently he means Haiti and all of Africa. Um, so that drops. That's not good, Dan, is it? It's not a good thing to that, say. That's not good, is it? Over the course of the next few days, uh, you got embassies from every major country in Africa condemning it. You got Haiti. There's apparently been riots happening outside the U.S. embassy in Haiti. So bang up job on all of that. Uh, but just as we're working through that, then it also drops that in 2016, in October of 2016, one month before the election, your friend and mine, Trump lawyer Michael Cohen, oh, the says who says guy, who. the person that this show is entirely named after, paid $130,000 in hush money to porn star Stormy Daniels because she was about to go on Good Morning America to say that she had a year-long affair with Donald Trump in 2006. Well, that's not good, Dan. And Maureen, that's how the two weeks started. Well, I have to confess that I was I was around for the beginning part of this. Yes. So, uh, you know, I maybe I know a little bit about. And, you know, it's I think. And then there was a debate about whether or not he said shithole or shithouse countries, which right. I really 
I mean, my goodness. I mean, what? Uh, yeah. Okay, we don't even have to discuss it. It's too dumb. Yeah. Uh, my, the other thing that went down, but it was like there were so many things happening on the 12th that this one di didn't even get anywhere. But apparently a year into the administration running things, they still don't know how to mute conference lines. There was an amazing little story about how there was 22 minutes of them trying to mute a conference call to talk about Iran policy. <sighs> These are not smart people. Mark. No, 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 no. They're not. They're really not. So, uh, but everything went smoothly after that. Indeed, that is not true. The next morning, uh, Saturday folks morning. in Hawaii, Saturday morning, the 13th, uh, folks in Hawaii were woken up to their phones alerting them that ballistic missiles were on the way. Now, I was online for this, and uh, my other half, Oscar, had gone to take a shower, and I was on, and then it said, Hawaii, you know, missiles incoming. This is not a drill. And I thought, uh-oh. And then it was like about five, six, seven minutes where I was kind of refreshing going, what is happening? What's happening? What's happening? And everybody in Hawaii was like, yeah, no, uh, there are sirens going off. Our TVs are blaring alerts. And uh, I was like, oh, oh, what? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. And then I realized that it's like my brain kind of went flat. Like when really big stuff happens, you actually go yeah. a little bit flat and you go, yep. huh, I wonder. And you, your brain kind of looks for something it knows how to do. Like it's something it can kind of deal with. And I sort of went, well, I guess I'm not going away next week. I guess I'll I guess I'll stay here. I don't have to go anywhere tomorrow. I I guess because I, I didn't really know what else to do with itself. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and then they were like, "Whoops!" Oh, uh, this is a drill. Yeah, someone hit the wrong it, button. Yeah, it, and it turned out like it'd be very easy to hit the wrong button, uh, which is a whole nother a whole nother thing. But uh, I I love today actually the um. The governor of Hawaii admitted that he was not able to tell people that it was uh, not actual missiles because he had forgotten his Twitter login. I I can't say anything for a second because I'm like, boy, it's for it's relatable, but I mean, it's yeah, it's, sure, it's not good. No, it's not good, it's, Dan. It's definitely not good. It's. I yeah I uh there is a uh a podcaster and uh and indie rapper that I like a lot named Open Mike Eagle and he was actually performing in Hawaii right then and uh he tweeted out he's like I thought I was going to die in a double tree <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. But you'll be glad to know that even though uh a state uh, you know, a state of a, a, a number of million people uh, all thought they were about to die. Donald Trump continued to golf the whole time because well, he was, I of mean, course, yeah. in Florida. Well, uh, they worried. did they did go up to him on the green to tell him that this had happened, but he continued continued to golf, and he golfed so much, Maureen, that in fact he spent Martin Luther King Day, a day that is for you know. Solemn contemplation of, of the fallen civil rights leader and the state of civil of all civil liberties in, in the United States and the role that race plays in in how our nation was formed, how it continues to go on. Yes, he golfed. Well, I mean, that's what you do, isn't it? It, it is apparently what you do. And like one of the things that is amazing to me is that I don't think that registered as scandal in the least. This is where we are now. Like you can golf on Martin Luther King Day. And it's just like, well, that's what he does. Trump got a Trump. I, I, I yeah, it's um. Well, that's not good, Dan. That's not good. Not so good. On that same day, January fifteenth, uh, the Hill reported that House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy has an aide pick out Trump's favorite flavors of Starbursts, so he can give him a a, a jar of his only his favorite Starbursts. Do you know what you know what flavors they are? Strawberry and cherry. Sure, yeah, yeah, the red flavors. Not orange. No. Not lemon. 
No, I like the two citrus ones. So I was I was fine knowing that I was on the opposite end of the Trump starburst spectrum. No, I, I have to admit I'm I like the red ones, but you know. I'm... Yeah. I mean, I also have to admit, Dana, I don't eat a lot of starburst because I'm not eight. Yeah. Apparently he does, and he saw it because he knew that those were his favorites because they were on Air Force One, and Trump like dipped into the candy jars oh. that are on Air Force One. But they're all wrapped, so I guess that's okay, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Starburst is like a perfect Trump candy. Individually wrapped, and you can be like, you can take sides. Yeah. This all checks out i mean sure i mean sure let's yes 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 it got better right though dan i mean because that that was around the time that i i got on a plane sunday evening so this is you know okay it got better right it got better it it didn't it didn't get so much better as just more uh, on the 16th, uh, actually prior to him flying out on on Friday, in the midst of the uh, the shithole and the Stormy Daniel stuff, Trump actually went to Walter Reed Medical Center for his first physical as um, as president. He did not get to use his previous doctor. Mm-hmm. Which television character? Dr. Leo Spaceman? Yes. Exactly. He he was unable to use that doctor. He in fact he used a a military doctor. Or as we like to call a doctor. Yes. Yes. You could just call him a doctor. Right. Uh so that doctor Or a guy um, that other guy kinda looks like he was found frozen in a cave and defrosted. And they're like, Hey, it turns out he's a doctor. And then there's like a wacky sitcom that is called I like, like that. My doctor was Cave Doctor. C- cave Doctor. Cave Doctor. Dr. Ice. Oh. Dr. Freeze. Oh, that, that becomes Fro- more super villainy. Frosty Doc. Ooh, I like Frosty Doc. Oh, there needs it needs to end in an MD. Mm. Doc MD doesn't work. Mm. Well, it'll come to us. Yeah. So that doctor got to come and hang out with Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, and actually take uh, give his assessment of Trump from from the podium, which Maureen, you might be thinking, uh oh, here it goes. This is a this is a military doctor. He's going to uh, he's going to say it like it is. Doctor Cool MD. Oh man, there it is. No, we'll keep working. We'll keep. No, okay. I, like I think we have to keep working on it because that guy is pretty cool. He that he gets a lot of that would give you a lot of Fonzie esque catchphrases. Put it on ice. I mean, yeah. we'll work on it. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. All right. I'm not a comedian. I mean. Nope. People that are comedians, like they they do. That's not what we are. We are not. I don't know what we are, but it's not that. Nope. Nope. We're definitely not that. No. I think everyone would agree. If we're everyone could agree on one thing. It's, it's that, that we're, we're not, not that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this doctor comes up. He gets to behind the podium. He says that uh, Trump is in excellent health. Sure. Just magnificent health. Uh, that he is six foot three inches and two hundred and thirty nine pounds. Sure. Oddly, that puts him exactly one pound away from being considered obese. All right. That surprising odds. Now, Maureen, I have to tell you something. I'll be I'll be a little confessional right here. I want you to do it. I have on more than one occasion weighed two hundred and thirty nine pounds. In fact, probably right now I weigh very close to that, if not even a little you're, bit. You're a tall guy. I'm a tall guy. I'm a I'm a big guy. I I I have I have gained a, quite a bit of stress weight right now due to due to the ongoing medical issues in my family. How tall um, are you? I am six one. That's tall. I'm not. I'm six one two thirty nine. Okay. I just I don't think my body type and Donald Trump's body type are the same. Is what I'm saying. I've seen you, and you do look different. 6'3 is remarkably tall, first of all. It's not the kind of tall that you're like, holy shit, you are super tall. But it is the kind of tall that you were like, hey, how tall are you? Because you're tall. Uh, And I just don't think he's that tall. And I 
like I actually buy maybe that he's 239 and just, you know, we know he doesn't exercise. So that certainly is going to influence the body in a way that if you did and weighed 239, you wouldn't look. But there is no way that man is 6'3". I, I don't think so. And it he does strike me as the kind of person who would lie about his height. Right. But so now, but if, but if this, this, if his height isn't correct. Yeah. Because it also his 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 reported height before that was six two, which many people thought isn't true either. And in fact, there's a pretty amazing photo of him standing next to Obama, who is six one, on election day, and Trump is actually standing on his tiptoes. It's also nice to see him next to James Comey, who is eight foot twelve. Yeah, six eight. That now that is a tall. That is a magnificent tree of a man. He is. He's our. He's our redwood. He is. Uh, anyway, so it just is all a little fishy. But then the true, true amazing part of this doctor thing is that he says that uh, on Trump's request, he issued a cognitive test mm-hmm. and that Trump got 30 out of 30. Wonderful. Well, then we're fine. Yes, we're totally fine. Now, this is useful for two things. So one, Donald Trump Jr., then tweeted out like 30 out of 30 who's talking about who this guy's an idiot now basically and later trump is quoted in an, in in an I interview al- i almost just spit water all over my computer <laughs> yes trump is quoted in an interview i believe with reuters where he's talking about north korea and all of the presidents that have failed in getting anywhere with north korea and he says Something effect. This is not a direct quote, but it's very close. They must have been waiting for the president that could pass all the tests. Right. Now, this is an interesting test, Maureen. Uh, the L.A. Times actually put a put a copy of it up. Um, it is a cognitive test. It is a test that is designed to pass. If you don't get, in fact, normal, the end of the test is normal is is equal to or above getting a 26. Mm-hmm. Um, anything beyond that, and most likely you have dementia or onset Alzheimer's or something like that is the test that it is. I, uh, I'm, I'm very proud to say that I administered it to my 12-year-old, and he also got a 30 out of 30. Cool. I should take and it. And then point in in fact he pointed out afterwards there's fine print at the bottom that if you had less than 12 years of education you should get an additional point. So he scored a 31 out of 30 Maureen. Whoa. So take that Donald Trump Jr. I think I should take this test and see how I do. Do you think I'll do all right? It's uh it's it's a little tricky. There is one section where you have to identify uh three line drawings of animals. Oh. You need to um, you need to draw a cube. All right. Uh, there there is a memory test where you have to remember five numbers, single digit numbers, right. and then another one where you have to remember three single digit numbers, but then say them back backwards. Okay. So I mean, like it, this is not a test that is designed to be difficult. Like, and it was funny because I had to explain this over and over and over again to my twelve year old. He was like. It's so easy. Why? It's like it's supposed like it's not it's you're supposed to pass anything that isn't passing is an issue. Um, and um, but yeah, they're crowing about it like he aced the SATs or something. Oh, Dan, I I feel like at some point he will actually bring up his SAT scores and lie about them. Did they if they had SATs then, which I think they did. Maureen, we would know if he knew what his SAT scores, we would know what his SAT scores, because how many times has he told us about how amazing his IQ is? Uh, a lot, Dan. A lot. A lot. A lot. That, uh, Dr. Chill. Doc Chill, MD. No. Dr. Chill, MD. I mean, I'll work, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Gonna, oh, no, that's I good. Mean, I think it can be better. All right, go on. I'll get there. I'll get there. <sighs> This is where it begins to get a little difficult, Maureen. Does it? What? Why? I mean, by this point, Dan, we're in Tuesday, and this is where I was in, on a plane every day. And was, uh, so uh, yeah. I was. Did anything interesting happen? So over the course of this week, over the course of this next five days, is when we begin to get details of the Stormy Daniels Now, stuff. I want to point out one thing, Dan, is that I didn't get a chance to read them, but I started to see a lot of little pings from you that just said, help me. Yeah. So I guess maybe yeah, we can that's explain correct. what that's about. 
Uh, so the first one, which in chronological order is shocking, but it is no longer shocking. The first one drops on the 17th, which is that uh, it is told that he tells Stormy Daniels that she reminds him of his daughter, Ivanka. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Now, Dan, I'd, you have children. I do. I do. I have two. I guess that's all that we really need to say. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't it's no good, but Maureen, it only gets worse. But in between, his much-promised fake news awards finally happened, because that was definitely a thing that needed to happen last Sure. Time. Sure, sure, sure. And what happened with that? Because I didn't hear much uh, about that. Oh, so the fake news awards, he announced them. So first, there was a lot of speculation throughout the day because he had not mentioned them since he already moved the date once uh, and he had moved it to the 17th. There was a lot of, of, of speculation whether it was just going to be left alone. In fact, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was asked about it earlier in the day and she said it was a possible event, which seemed weird. Um, it's like Schrodinger's event, I guess. Um but so he says, and the fake news that he tweets out, the fake news awards are, and then there's a link to the GOP.com website, which is something of a surprise. Um, and then the whole website crashed for hours. <laughs> okay. No, it seems. They know how to do, they know how to do the tech, Maureen. Uh, it was sort of a, as you might guess, CNN one four, the New York Times one two, um, what? Did uh, we get anything? We didn't get anything. We got completely robbed. There wasn't even... So, okay. These... I was going to not talk about this much, but Maureen, this was a bullshit award ceremony. First of all, there were no categories. Right. None. No categories. So, I mean, like, already, there should be, like, newspaper, online, you know, short form, long form. Come on. This isn't hard. Journal... I, I come from journalism. Journalism knows how to give itself some fucking awards. They will make 75 categories if sure. they need to, just so that everyone can get a plaque to put in their, you know, thing. Uh, but yeah, we got robbed. There was no podcast category. There was no broadcast category. There were no categories whatsoever, Maureen. I guess I'm upset about this. Uh, but then he gives out 10. So again, CNN wins four. New York Times wins two. Washington Post, Newsweek, Time, something else. Um, and then he gives out an 11th to Russian collusion. Uh, just in general just in general that's not a that's not that's not a media company so that seems not fair that's not fair you know and buzzfeed who dropped the dossier didn't get anything i tried to tell them that maybe they could see that one as sort of a uh uh you know like a participant trophy but yeah it was a bullshit award ceremony it was not we got nothing we got nothing we got nothing really shut out right now i know i can see why you didn't i can see why you didn't want to tell me i would have told you maureen i would have i would have called up bookstores throughout the american southwest until i found you right to let you know that we won so did uh, we didn't win anything did things well after that that must have been when everything got quiet well, no, because the very next morning, Mother Jones drops the detail that Trump had Stormy Daniels spank him with a copy of Forbes. Not just any copy of Forbes, what, uh, Maureen. Oh, well, I mean, it's uh, I mean, that's already something I didn't want to know, Dan. I mean, I, yeah. I didn't. The, I, the, the 400 richest people in America issue of Forbes, Maureen, which you can kind of understand. But Maureen, yeah. he was on the cover. Don Jr. was on the cover, and Ivanka was on the cover. Yeah. I don't... I didn't want to say any of that. No. I'm going to have to hear myself say that when I edit this. I don't want to hear myself say that. No. I don't want that image in my head. But there it is. No, it's not. This is where we're at. Yep. You remember um, before, Dan? How many times did we have to say that o- Obama had a, a porn star spank him with a cover of a of a magazine? No with, times m- with Michelle. No and, times and the, and the girls on the front. One time we spent 
two entire days debating uh, Obama ordering a hamburger at Five Guys with only mustard. Hmm. And one time he wore a tan suit, and that was a real issue. But yeah, no, we're not. This is where we are. This is where we are. The other thing that you need to remember: the undercurrent of all of this entire week is that they are attempting to keep the government open because, despite the fact that all anyone is thinking about is Stormy Daniels and a fucking rolled-up Forbes magazine, um, the government is about to shut down in like two days. That's not good, is it, Dan? No, no, it's not. But then the next morning, the it turns out, so Stormy Daniels, she was paid off in 2016. She could not talk about the affair. And, and it turned out, also kind of coming out over the course of this week, that she had talked not only to Good Morning America, she had talked, I think, to Slate or Salon, one of those two. She had talked with a few different news organizations, and everyone was super close to dropping something right before the election, and then she went silent. Uh, but it turned out that the... Uh, Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen. Our friend. did Yes. Um, it was only a, you know, you got to not talk about this hush money uh, for things right then. And in Touch Weekly, a tabloid, uh, supermarket like NCAP uh, tabloid, had done an interview with her not long after the affair ended. Mm-hmm. And so they printed the entire thing on Friday. The title of that article, Maureen... And listeners, I I apologize. I understand that the words that I'm about to say are coming into your head through headphones and maybe you're eating food or something. So go ahead, Dan. It's go ahead. The title is Stormy Daniels explosive full interview on Trump affair, colon, quote, I can describe his junk perfectly. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you just do that. Yep. Yeah. Take as much time as you need. Dan, Dan, that you know, there's 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 no preparing yourself for that. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah, but that is um. We're at the bottom now. It doesn't get any worse than that. It's um. I will say she does not actually describe his junk in the article. Thank God. All right. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. There is one wonder. the The article is just a series. The interview is just a series of horrible things that you did not want to know. And I'm not going to go into any of them. No. But just Dan, it's, Dan just it, go ahead. I'm going to share one. I'm going to share the one non-junk related. Yeah, all right. This is uh, is a, a, a block quote here. The strangest thing about that night, this is a follow-up night. This is not the first night. They had an affair for over, for a year. Sure. All, Why not? Right after Barron was born. That's also an important detail that's worth pointing out. That's, that's, that's good. It's yeah. good. Okay. The strangest thing about that night and this was the best thing ever. You could see the television from the little dining room table, and he was watching Shark Week. And he was watching a special about the USS something, and it sank. And it was like the worst shark attack in history. He is obsessed with sharks, terrified of sharks. He was like, I donate to all these charities, and I would never donate to any charity that helps sharks. I hope all the sharks die. He was like riveted. He was like obsessed. It's so strange, I know. You see, you can't hear me blinking, but. Yeah. So this is. um... Also, they watched Shark Week together for three hours. Okay. Okay. All right. So, okay. Remember um, a couple of weeks ago? Oh, actually, when the uh, when uh, the Fire and Fury excerpts were beginning to drop, there was a made up one. Somebody had made up one. It, it 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 went uh it went it caught a lot of news because it was a very subtle making up of an excerpt and it looked sort of real uh, about how the 
uh, White House staffers had made an all gorilla channel for Trump to watch. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it turns out, Maureen, we were not all that far. No. Off. Like there is not that big of a difference from uh, watching Shark Week for three hours with a porn star you're having an affair with and a fake gorilla channel. Maureen, this reminds me of a of something that came out when the Gorilla Channel did, which was an excerpt from a New Yorker article about Trump from 1997. Uh, the reporter is in the reporter is in, in in Trump's airplane. Okay. We hadn't been airborne long when Trump decided to watch a movie. He'd brought along Michael, a recent release, but 20 minutes after popping it into the VCR, he got bored and switched to an old favorite, the Jean-Claude Van Damme slugfest Bloodsport, which he pronounced, quote, an incredible, fantastic movie. By assigning to his son the task of fast-forwarding through all the plot exposition, Trump's goal being, quote, to get this two-hour movie down to 45 minutes, he eliminated any lulls between the nose-hammering, kidney-tenderizing, and shin-whacking. When a beefy bad guy who was about to squish a normal-sized good guy received a crippling blow to his scrotum, I laughed. Admit it, you're laughing, Trump shouted. You want to write that Donald Trump was loving this ridiculous Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, but you are willing to put it... You, but. But are you willing to put it in there that you were loving it, too? Okay. Well. Yeah. So, where, where, was that, was that, um... I, I did actually read something about Stormy Daniels um, that came up in an article today that did mention that she was the star of a movie called Goodwill Humping. So why not? So that. Why not, Maureen? All right, Dan. Well, OK. So. OK. Was that that that's when everything starts to get quiet, right? Now we're now no. we're at what? Friday. We're at Friday, January 19th. So this is the night before Christmas, the one no. year anniversary of Donald Trump's inauguration. OK. And everything's going well. And at midnight. Yes. The government shuts down. Yeah. Even though Republicans have the White House, the House of Representatives, and the Senate, they can't pass even a resolution to extend it out by a couple of weeks. So the government shuts down on the same day as the one-year anniversary of Trump's inauguration. Now... If you wrote something like that, I think you get a note back from your editor that was like, come on, like, really? You know, like, that's a little too, it's a little too precious. You know, think, think about this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And yet life, life, yeah. life is like this, isn't it? It also is the, because it is the uh, anniversary of his inauguration is also the anniversary of the Women's March. And so in addition to the government shutting down, the streets of America fill once again, and in fact in numbers larger than last year, with women and other folk all there to protest Donald Trump while the government is not open and while a party... That was supposed to happen at Mar-a-Lago on the 20th to celebrate his anniversary proceeds without him because he couldn't leave because of the optics. And apparently that was the thing he was most angry about on Saturday. Well, I can see that. He couldn't go to his own party. Now, Dan, I, I actually tweeted something on the day of the Women's March about... Uh, about because he he tweeted something on that day, Dan. He so or somebody tweeted on his account it says beautiful weather yeah. all over our great country. A perfect day for all women to march. Get out there now to celebrate the historic milestones and unprecedented economic success and wealth creation that has sure. taken place over the yeah. last twelve months. Lowest right. female unemployment in eighteen years. Now, I, I retweeted that with the sentiment, guess what, dirtbag? The Women's March is going to walk right over you. And I got some wonderful replies. 
because somebody something somebody picked this up and um one of my favorite replies was from one who wrote do you even know what you want women have had equal rights since the 1970s don't you ever read historical facts and you know who planned it george soros and the powers that be why because they wanted to split up more families for more tax money go find truth so i got a lot of things kind of like that dan which uh which obviously it like clearly that was purely a troll it also used language that i don't think has ever come out of donald trump's mouth in oh, his yeah, life oh yeah no right so like someone else was like oh I've got a great idea. Let's troll the whole women's march by tweeting about how Trump is thinks it's about him. Yeah. Right? Like these folks are so transparently just using him in just insane ways. <sighs> well, but it was it was a moment of like, look at this. Here we are. We're all out there again. Like Chicago had 300,000 people. Last year they had 250,000. There were like 500,000 people in LA, which is and amazing I, when you consider how huge and spread I out LA been is. Out, but I was I was on a plane. But I was there and, and I saw pussy hats in the airport, which I was very happy about. Nice. Yeah, I mean there were people everywhere and it was just another one of those moments of like, "Oh my god, look at us. Look at how many of us there are. This is amazing." Yep. And then and then today the government reopens because the Democrats cave. They caved. Yeah. Yeah. They were holding out for movement on the on the dreamers, on 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 the DACA kids. And uh they 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 got a promise, Maureen. They did get a promise well, from Mitch McConnell that Then that's all you need, really. And you know, Take that shit to the bank. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you just say, uh, I let me in, Mitch McConnell said I could come in, people just let you in. Because that, that's, that's his, his word is as good as, well, gosh, just about anything. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, there are a lot, I've been trying to, to, to figure this out, you know, like everybody going, what does it all mean? And there's speculation that's like, well, it now, now there's a, a commitment. To have it discussed on, I guess, the 5th. And then if it isn't, then any shutdown on the 8th would definitely be in the laps of the Republican Party, which is, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the what the fuck is happening. It seems yeah. like it uh, seems it, like we punted, but I, I it doesn't seem good. Fe- yeah, it it it. It was definitely one of those moments. I mean, certainly not election day esque, but uh, you know, where you feel suddenly and then suddenly someone sticks a little needle in your chest and you just deflate like a balloon. Like nobody knew how any of this would end. There was no real good way for this shutdown to end, but boy, it felt like a shit way for it to end, I do have to say. Or we do it all over again. Yeah, in two days. Or two weeks, or however long we got. I do have a consolation prize for you, though, Maureen. No. Also today, the office of the First Lady announced that she will not be flying to the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, with uh, with Trump. <laughs> because of, quote, scheduling conflicts. Oh, that's... That's unfortunate. That just that, is... did they come? Just did they just come up? Or I guess things just got a little stormy. Dan, do uh, you didn't see me wink? Dan, I just winked when I said that. I went. Dan, <sighs> do you feel ashamed? Yes, Maureen. Do you really feel ashamed? Yes, Maureen. Uh, all right. No. Uh, no. Dan, if you're if you're feeling ashamed and you want to, I don't know, perk yourself up a little bit. If do you want to do that? Yes, Maureen. All right. Well, then it's a great time to talk about our sponsor, Blue Apron, and oh, one of the really fabulous it. meals this week. I see that that we have our white cheddar cheeseburgers. Now, this is for the uh, for the family of four. 
And I I'm looking why at why I never see this coming. I'm looking at the picture, and it's a very it's a real because we've talked we've talked a lot part. about burgers, and this is a. It looks like a burger. I have to admit, it looks like a very generic burger, not a super exciting burger. It's got about 70 pounds of red onion on it, which, you know, but I don't eat burgers anyway. So here are the things you get. You get ground beef, buns, an onion, three potatoes, two ounces of pickle chips, a quarter cup of creamy mustard sauce, four ounces of cave Age cheddar cheese, shout out to Dr. Chill MD, and some spice blend. I'm going to ask you to put a pin in it for just a moment, Maureen. We can get back you don't to the hear reading. About the, you don't want to hear about I, the burgers? That just, well, there's one more thing. So, All right. If you can remember back to six years ago when we began the narrative of the last two weeks, I said this is right. the most Donald Trump. This is the most Trump of all Trump. This is like the the two weeks that will tell us everything we need to know about the last year is all encapsulated in this two week window. And somebody I mentioned this on Twitter before because I was just remarking at looking at this thing. And somebody said, "Uh, it's not true because nobody was fired or replaced in the administration. Oh, I'm excited. Which is a good point. Except. Except, Maureen. That ball also began to roll in this two-week window when just yesterday Vanity Fair reported that Ivanka Trump, you know, the one that looks like Stormy Daniels, is reportedly searching for a replacement for John Kelly because Trump is furious with him in large part because Kelly in attempted to do some damage control on the shithole stuff. Uh, said that Trump's uh, Trump's thinking has evolved in terms of the border wall, which you never say that about Donald Trump. Right. But the quote attributed to Trump in the Vanity Fair article about Ivanka Trump, the one that looks like Stormy Daniels, is uh, is looking for a replacement to John Kelly. Quote, Trump says in all caps. So I assume he's yelling and not didn't say all caps. I've got another nut job here who thinks he's running things. Well, it was good to know you, Doctor uh, General Kelly. Yeah. And Doctor and, and General Kelly, if you're home and you're and you're sad, and it's important to eat well. And right now, Blue Apron, our sponsors, and if you enter Blue Apron backslash says who podcast, oh you wait, get I just thought of a good sixty free meals. Yep. Well, I got a good catchphrase. Okay. For Doctor Chill MD. Uh, okay. Hey, take a chill pill. Oh. Oh, I like that. That just hit me because I just saw General Kelly going to see Dr. Chill MD. Yeah. Him being like, hey. He's all right. Take a chill pill. Take a chill pill, man. He's a bit like the dude. And then the laugh track kicks in. Yeah. (laughs) Yay. Perhaps, though, you should eat healthy. And this is our best. This is our best sitcom since Spicy and the Mooch. Dan, you're not letting me get through this Blue Apron information. Am they I are not? Sponsor. I hadn't noticed There's, that yet. They're our sponsor, and I got to get out some of these great recipes. They're doing this thing where it's like a healthy thing, and uh, I'm looking at it's a recipe. It's just that the last two weeks, Maureen, were like fractally bizarre. It's, like, yeah, is... the, no matter how far you drilled into them, you could continue to drill down further. They're calling it baked cod and tomato sauce, but I'm calling it forsaken cod because it... It sort of looks like the cod is on an island of it's like an island on a river of blood. And at the at the party at Mar a Lago that Donald Trump healthy. couldn't attend. I'm sure it's healthy. They served caviar and apparently this was all the all the the the, the kerfuffle that happened. This was a this was a party that cost a hundred thousand dollars to attend. They served caviar with plastic spoons. No! That's the sound you make. And then your monocle pops out. Boink! Now, what you probably couldn't, didn't have, but you'd want are these French bread pizzas with hot honey roasted cauliflower. It's like you're in a steamroller in a box. I mean, I don't know if I would serve honey cauliflower with the, with the French bread There's pizza. Nothing but... I am powerless against this. But again, I have to defer to to Blue Blue Apron. Um, In some of these cases, they are literally just mailing you an onion and a potato, but that's fine. I mean, Blue Apron, if you want it, I guess it's an option. 
it's I guess you know it's it's Blue Apron. It's you know if you if you want it, it's there. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo, and our logo is designed by Darth. De- Ted might enjoy some of the vegan, uh, and there are t- not a ton of vegan options. Ted, so if you're listening, Ted, uh, when you put an offer says who podcast and you get sixty free boxes, uh, you don't you're not gonna have a lot of choices, Ted. So, but you can probably eat the potato. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. And That's you your contact... wife. That is my wife. I she just does... wanted you to know. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you can Take con- a chill pill. <laughs> See, See, it's, it's funny. Good. It, it is. is. It's good. It's funny. It's funny. It's a funny saying. Yeah. And it, like he, he leans, oh, I see it now. He's got okay. like a medicine cabinet on the wall and he leans back against it and he like flips it with one finger kind of, or oh, he hits it like Fonzie does to the uh, to the jukebox. Yeah. And he goes like, whomp, shake a chill pill, man. And then it's just full of drugs. And he's got a nurse who's really uptight, like, Dr. Chill, we've got yep. all these patients are out here. You have to come and see yep. them right away, sir. Yeah. But he, like, hey. Dr. Chill, that's not how he does things. Nope. No, I'm in part because he's a caveman, dethawed caveman. Yeah, that's that's a big part of of his his thing, is that he's a he's a caveman. How, was he a doctor before he went in, or did he become a doctor after he was? And this is obviously something we'll play out in the credits. So you see his backstory played out, and like he was yeah. found in a cave, and then he got defrosted. He went to Harvard Medical School until he was exhausted, and then he chilled out and became Doc Chill, MD. Yep. Take a chill totally. pill, man. Yeah. I have to. I'm not a musician. I have to really work Dr. on that. Dr. Chill, MD, but... is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Woo! Burbank, California. That's great. That's pretty good. Uh, if you want to contact us, to license contact us, Dr. Yes. Chill, or to, if you want to become our sponsor, if you're already our sponsor, like Blue Apron, There's you'll an, see they, that- No one, they aren't, really, we don't have any sponsors. You know, I think that they'll see that we're- I, The closest here, thing we have to a sponsor is the fact that you've released a book. <laughs> That's all we've got. Right. Yes. But- I think what you're fine is that persistence really pays off. Just don't think that's how it works. In large part, because you are very persistent. 99% of advertising is persistence. I don't think that's right. I think it is. I've never seen Mad Men, but I don't think that's from that. Are you aware of Blue Apron now? There you go. Right. See, I've done my job as uh, as the person doing the advertising for Blue Apron, our sponsor. No, they are not our sponsor. All right, you say that. You can you can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter and you can join the discussion on Facebook and I we have a full address for our Facebook group now. We don't have to send you on some sort of crazy helter skelter search for it. You can go to Facebook and then go to slash groups slash says whovians. Pickled beet grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, that is another thing. He told Stormy Daniels that her nose reminded him of a beet. And then she literally goes, what the fuck? And he goes, no, it's majestic, like an eagle. What? Wait, no. Mm-hmm. Dan, that just, yeah. th- those things yeah. don't go together. No. Dan, that's no. just a string of words. Yeah. That's a string it's of words. It's amazing. All right, I had we... forgotten all about that until you mentioned the pickle beat. Can you imagine, Maureen? All right. Okay, let's try this. This, this, is, not, this is not something we want to do, but let's actually play out that three-line conversation. Yeah. Okay, you do the Trump part. All right. Uh, Maureen, you know what? You, your nose, it reminds me of a beat. The fuck? Well, I mean, it's majestic, like, a, like an eagle. That's not a thing. Be- beats are, and eagles are different, and they don't even look remotely. One's a bird. One's a fucking bird. The other's a vegetable. What the fuck? You, and one's purple. You look a lot like my daughter. What? That's not even, that's even worse. First, you told me I look like a fucking vegetable. Then you tell me I look like a goddamn bird. And Only now your nose. You, now you're old perv. You think I look like your daughter. What the fuck is wrong with you? At least that's your whole face. You should go to see a doctor. Dr. Chill. Empty. 
Oh, man. I really feel like we got something with Dr. Chill MD. We have a lot of good ideas. We and do. And I feel like the world isn't aware of all of our good ideas. The world can become more aware when they join us on February 7th for our next episode. What could possibly happen between now and then? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. And from Blue Apron headquarters here in my closet in New York, I'm Blue Apron. Well, Damn it. Dan, it's 2018. We got to get on the stick with this stuff. This this podcast doesn't pay for itself. It sure doesn't. I keep finding that out. Yeah, it really doesn't. So that's why we got to get a sponsor. Well, we we could probably get one. They call them up, tell them we're about something else. I think what we do is we figure out how much time I've devoted to Blue Apron and we send them a bill. Just bill them. Yeah. They got a lot of money from putting potatoes in boxes. Shut this down. This has been Says Who. Don't you turn this off on me, Dan. Don't you dare turn this recording off. I still have things to say. I don't actually have anything more to say, but, you know, I just wanted to sound dramatic, like the president trying to turn off a conference call. How do you turn this thing off? What is this? Is this the button? Is this it? We're in the dumbest fucking timeline, Dan. We're in the, we're in the dumbest fucking timeline.